Welcome into the RSL post-match show here on the RSL Radio Network. Jay Catch, Spencer Warren, Tom Hackett will be with us momentarily. But, uh, Spenno, talk about a wild second half as RSL claws their way back from a 2-0 deficit at halftime to salvage a 2-2 draw, and they do it on a Justin Glad goal in the 98th minute. Yeah, a, a phenomenal strike by yeah. uh, by Justin Glad. Left-footed as well. I, I mean, geez, it was no less than RSL deserved, though. To be honest with you, the, the chances they created, they might be a little annoyed that they didn't get all three points in the second 45 I, minutes. I agree with you on that, yeah. But yeah, just, just a really great reaction. I mean, to have the penalty overturned, then obviously rightly Paulo Ruiz's long-range blast called back because Anderson Julio was in an offside position just obstructing the goalkeeper's view. Um, you, you just felt like the, everything was against RSL tonight. And uh, the, the way they kept plugging away, I thought the subs did brilliantly um, when they came on, all of them. Um, I thought they were excellent uh, to a man. And uh, Diego Luna, once again, running the show. This is a mm-hmm. special, special kid. Yeah, he, he showed his ability to control the match. Uh, fantastic assist on the Justin Glad goal in particular. And Tom Hackett joins us now. Tom, uh, initial takeaways is RSL claws their way back late in this one to salvage a 2-2 draw. Just a really impressive, uh, gutsy effort from the outside. Like, didn't look good at halftime, obviously. We spoke at halftime about how uh, they just didn't look ov- overly creative enough mm-hmm. to come back. But Jefferson Savarino, it's why he paid him the big bucks. He comes on at halftime. He's... Not 100% fit. He's been dealing with uh, a bit of an ankle injury. He's played significant minutes with his national team. and He didn't get in all that long ago yep. uh, after uh, quite a long haul, travel haul. And he comes on at halftime and completely changes the entire complexity of the game. He finds the football early in that second half. He's bouncing around the right flank, linking up with the likes of Andrew Brody and Diego Luna, who's moving all around the attacking third. And I just thought the addition of... Jefferson Savarino uh, allowed for Real Salt Lake to come back into that contest. Well, and Spen, I'm going to go back to a point you made in the at the at halftime. You said I feel like they've in some ways have given up. They don't have the creativity. You saw both Danny Musovski and Jefferson Savarino come on at halftime, and it seemed like the creativity immediately came back onto the pitch. Yeah, and obviously Savar's a danger man, yes. uh, and immediately attracts two players, which opens up gaps. Uh, for for RSL, Danny Masowski missed an easier chance, in my opinion, um, oh, just absolutely. a few minutes a before. Sitter. Yeah, absolute an absolute sitter, sitter yeah. for him, um, but uh, didn't let his head drop. This is also a testament. Time wasting is part of the game, mm-hmm. but Minnesota went an extra. Oh, they, they went, went extra nine yeah. minutes of added time, and it really did. And thankfully, burned them in the backside. Mm-hmm. But they were holding on for dear life because I thought RSL again just shy of 70% in in the overall in the match. 27 shots. The issue is, though, just a six on target, and that was part of the problem for for RSL tonight. And the shots that were on target, the two goals, and then was it three or four shots from outside the area from from Jefferson Savarino? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's still some work to do, but nothing... Nothing less than they deserve tonight getting back uh, all square. Yeah, the, obviously the the home wins still are lacking, honestly. We, 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 Tommy said it was April 22nd, right, in the pregame. Yep. So it's been over two calendar months since they've won at yeah. home. This one's going to feel a little bit different considering the the way the first half went for you to rally the way you did. 
I think RSL can take some momentum from this. They will be uh, back home on July 8th, which will be, uh, in theory, Chicho Arango's debut with the club in their next home match. And that be. What? Well, <laughs> be. <laughs> yeah, good, good point. Um, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, we are awaiting a post-game uh, audio and uh, video from RSL. We'll get that to you as soon as it comes live. Uh, I also wanted to ask you about, Tom, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Spenno mentioned it right off the top. Diego Luna really showed his quality in this, uh, his ability to really kind of control the action and set guys up. What did you take away from him? Yeah, Spenno and I were talking about it throughout the game um, as we sat in the press box. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think he I think he sees the game differently. You know, he actually doesn't have, when you look at kind of him as a person, as, as a footballer, he doesn't have a ton going for him. He He's not the biggest fella. He's not yeah. the fastest. He's got decent balance. But, boy, the touch... The creativity, the vision, is maybe the one that, the one area. Just when he gets the ball, he sees things that other players don't always see, and then he can execute the pass required to uh, to make it all happen. So he's a uh, he's a special, special player. Just eight, eighteen, just nineteen, yeah. nineteen, nineteen just turned old, yeah. nineteen. He, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, he, he's something to uh, to behold. Honestly, they got to play him and. Uh, we spoke about this last game, but if uh, you know when Chicho Arango comes on to the fold here at America First Field, that that combination Savarino, Gomez, mm-hmm. Luna, and and Chicho that that could take potentially take Real Salt Lake to the promised lands if they uh, if they can figure it out. Yeah, I, I do wonder. Just uh, this is looking way ahead. I wonder if it may necessitate. And Spencer, you've kind of talked about this. You want to see a, a little bit of a lineup change. I wonder if that may necessitate that. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to see it this season because sure. the 4-4-2 has been practiced uh, all of preseason. Mm-hmm. You know, we're over halfway through the season now. Um, I, that might be something they do in the off season. But if you can get the likes of Savarino, Luna, um, Gomez, you know, Danny, and obviously Chicho, and you got the others that are chipping in with goals. Danny Masovsky's done nothing wrong uh, in this run of games that, that he's been playing. Well, um, besides missing the one-on-one well, chance. Yeah, we already discussed that one, absolutely. <laughs> a little bit of a sitter that he but just yeah. redeemed himself a minute later. Exactly, Correct. yeah. No, and that's, that's what every good striker does. I mean, you're going to miss chances. Uh, didn't let his head drop, and, and yeah. a beautiful ball had by sh- Paolo Ruiz. Had a short memory on it, and then yeah, obviously absolutely. gets the next one. And that's there, There's something to be said for that, because a lot of guys, when you miss a chance, that good on that that one that he missed, it can cause you to be like, okay, I doubt yourself just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, and put yourself on your heels a little bit. But no, he wasn't. He, he was able to chase down and get on the end of that wonderful ball from from Paulo Ruiz. Going back to to Diego Luna though, mm-hmm. when you look at him play, when the ball is played into him, it doesn't matter how hard it's played into him. His feet are so soft. Mm-hmm. His touch is immaculate. I mean, we saw one one bobble and, and he managed to get it to an RSL player uh, still, but. It's above Major League Soccer standard, in my opinion. And I think this kid, if he can get super fit and become an integral part of RSL, I'm sorry to say, but I think he goes to a different level uh, and moves on. And I think RSL get plenty of coin uh, for his services because he is that special. All right, we will take a timeout here. We'll come back. We are awaiting RSL post-match uh, comments from Pablo Mastrini as well as RSL players. I'm going to imagine that Justin Glad likely is going to be at the podium after that uh, after that late strike for him. Uh, we'll let you hear those coming up next. This is your RSL post-match. Oh, by the way, also, real quick, uh, if you guys want to weigh in, we'd love to have your guys' social media Absolutely. comments. So uh, please tweet at us, Jacob C. Hatch. Uh, Tom's got the best Twitter handle in the world. Tom can't hack it. It's the best Twitter handle in the world. Uh, and then also you can send him to KSL sports or ksl sports zone on twitter as well we'll get those on air with us as well uh more in a moment this is your rsl post match
Match Show right here on the RSL Radio Network. Back in front, a shot, and a goal! It's Justin Glad! Moon of the assist, Glad the goal! 2-2, one minute to go for a miracle finish, but RSL looks like they've salvaged a point. Welcome back to the RSL post-match show. As you just heard, that was the game-tying goal for Justin Glad in the 98th minute as RSL salvages a point at home against Minnesota United. 2-2 the final here. And uh, honestly, it feels like in so many ways that it was a tell of two halves in many ways. Spenno, RSL, very poor in that first half, but they claw their way back into the second one. They finish with, I, I'm seeing 69.8% per, yeah. uh, possession in this one. Controlled the action, and uh, as you mentioned, they kind of justly got the, the point that they deserved late in this one. Yeah, absolutely, and, and obviously you saw from the first minute how much uh, time Minnesota were trying to waste, mm-hmm. um, and it bit them in the backside. Nine minutes of added time in that second half, and it was all due to just time wasting and whatnot yeah. and, and um yeah it's all it's part of the game but they went a, a little bit too long and and uh yeah they were they were hanging on for dear life to be honest with you and, and rsl you know whilst they'll be absolutely uh, over the moon that they've clawed a, a two goal deficit down they might be slightly annoyed that they didn't get all three points with their chances they they did sure. create tonight uh, just an update for any of you who may be wondering, the U.S. men's national team in action against Jamaica in first-round action of the Gold Cup. Uh, Brandon Vasquez just scored to equalize that one against Jamaica 1-1. So, wow. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. I think that's in the 80, yeah, 88th minute. Uh, so it's, that one's getting late uh, in the Gold Cup. Uh, Tom, now obviously Arsenal now turns their attention to actually having a full week off. They will make the trip to Toronto yep. next Saturday. Uh, in some ways, I, I, we played in the pregame. Pablo was joking. It's like, it's like it's going to be weird to have a whole week off, like to have a whole week to train. But that should give them an opportunity to work on some of the deficiencies they're probably going to see on the film from tonight. Yeah, I think um – and you, and you made a comment earlier, Jake, mm-hmm. <clears throat> about how it was a poor first half. It wasn't great. Sure. But, but I don't think it was – I really don't think it was that bad. I think okay. it was a couple moments that uh, got away from Real Salt Lake that made it look on paper a lot worse than it was. I also thought when they conceded that second goal, they were down 2-0. They didn't drop their heads. They kept playing. They kept pushing. They couldn't create anything, and it looked rather stale up front. But they were trying mm-hmm. – Nonetheless, they didn't look defeated, which I uh, I do give them credit for. And then that opening 20 or so minutes, they were all over them, uh, creating chances, pinning them deep. And uh, I actually thought they played a pretty good round of football tonight, despite a few moments. Well, and the other thing about this, uh, sorry, Spino, I was going to say, that, that PK that was waved off due to VAR, it, seem, it seems like in some ways RSL never really recovered after that. It seemed like to knock them down a peg a bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, you, you're preparing yourself to take a penalty, thinking mm-hmm. that you're going to take the lead or at least have a, a, a fantastic opportunity to take the lead, and, and uh, it, it goes against you. Um, if it's the right call, I, I didn't see it back. It looked soft initially because mm-hmm. I thought it was shoulder to shoulder. Uh, but, yeah, uh, they don't stop working, even though they kind of run out of ideas. Yeah. Pablo's minimum requirement is that you give 100%, and if you're not, then you're taken off. And you saw um, Andres Gomez kind of surprised me coming off at halftime, but obviously just coming back from that ankle knock, maybe that was pre-planned, I don't know, uh, or maybe he just uh, re-aggravated it. Michael Chang was, was poor in the first sure. 45 minutes, and the two changes were, were brilliant. You saw the blink-up play start to happen, a little bit more movement um, uh, around the penalty area. I thought uh, Anderson Julio looked more comfortable playing up front with off the shoulder of uh, Danny Masovsky and obviously then 
uh, comes out. But I, I just thought that, that uh, the two changes were, were perfect uh, with regards to, to getting RSL back into the game. You saw immediately Savarino so comfortable on the ball. And then you see drawing two defenders pretty much every time and that just creates a little uh, a few more gaps and that's what happens with Danny Masovsky's first chance which he blazes over the bar he's all alone uh, and gets into the box and, and yeah he'll be kicking himself that he doesn't have two goals tonight yeah. but you just saw that what what Savarino brings to this team he occupies defenders not just the one that's there but he, the other defender that will slide over as well and then Demir Krylak had a couple chances yeah. late there too yeah, I thought that, that header he just could not generate uh, enough RPM on it or else he might have beaten the keeper to the far post yeah I mean he had the keeper beaten on two occasions and missed that uh, missed by missed by a few inches far post but unlike Dammy, imagine that if he had a scored one of them the bloody roof would have blown off if there was one. <laughs> You're not kidding. Bloody oath. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Gotta love the Brent making fun of the Aussie. This is awesome. Uh, but your, your point's well taken. There, there were so many chances, and I, I think Arsenal's going to probably look back at this and say, man, one of those goes a different way. We're, we're walking away with all three points after rallying from a two-goal deficit. Yeah, and I think that you, you then start to dream about Chicho, who's here again tonight. Sure. A clean uh, finisher. Uh, and he's going to be licking his lips at the oh, opportunities yeah. that RSL are creating. Mm-hmm. If RSL weren't creating, then uh, then we would be in deep trouble. Um, and, and the fact that we're getting by and getting good results on the road, and hopefully this is a platform that RSL can build on at home as well as the games you know, continue to come thick and fast. Uh, interesting thing, I'm just noticing this. Tori Penso, who is our center official tonight, she's actually still on the pitch like doing like a warm down in a way. Like I'm not 100% certain what's going on here. So, Well, she... Uh She's a female, and that would suggest that she's going to live longer than men. And Probably. we don't see men, male referees do this. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I, I, you rarely see this, so I'm kind of impressed. Well, she gets around the pitch. She does. As, as well as uh, anyone I've seen in the center, to be honest with you. I thought she ha- let a lot go. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a couple of fouls there uh, uh, that RSL uh, committed on, on Minnesota players. M- mainly Reynoso and uh, let things go and I was just like okay it's going to be that type of game so I was absolutely delighted when, when the referee isn't the centre of attention obviously the two VAR decisions mm-hmm. she has to make the correct call there but I thought uh, generally I thought she had a really solid game in the centre of the pitch yeah I, I would agree with you I, just, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a centre official out on the pitch after the match <laughs> so kind of interesting that she's still out here but nonetheless uh, continuing to break this down a couple of comments coming in on social media Spencer Horst Horton here at Spencer Hort on Twitter says, what a beauty by Glad. I love the fight, but they need to figure out how to get right at home. And obviously, mm-hmm. RSL fans are just craving. They, they want to see all three points collected. Like I said, it's been two over two calendar months since RSL got a home win. Yeah, and it's getting frustrating, and understandably so. But, um, but they're playing a different brand of football now than they have all year long, in mm-hmm. my opinion. This last week in particular, DC United, 2-1 win big one for me was obviously that St. Louis 3-1 win mm-hmm. on the road. And then tonight, I thought they were they were probably deserving of all three points. They, mm-hmm. th- they're going to be kicking themselves, but you've got to ride the highs and forget about the lows. And they seem to have forgotten about the lows that plagued them for a couple months there. And they're riding the high at the minute. And uh, and if they can take it into Toronto next week, then, then who knows? And obviously, Th- when you think about it, at the start of last week, if you say you've got two road games and a home game, and you get seven points, you'd be absolutely made oh, up. Yeah. yeah, you'd sign up for it right away. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, so that, that's the thing. Like uh, DJ was breaking right as he right before he went to his final break. He talked about it. It was like, yeah, they had a chance at nine points. They got seven of them, and all things considered, it's a pretty successful week considering you're collecting all those points. So uh, we're continuing to break this down. Andrew Lord at Lord Andrew One says it's only a draw at home versus a mediocre opponent, but Glad's goal felt like a quote turning of the tide moment. Arsenal showed heart and grit despite a two nothing deficit and multiple VAR decisions. He asked this: Is X is X dog back? I mean, this team doesn't give up. They don't. They don't give up. And, and again, you know, for as strange as the first half was, particularly after the first 20 minutes when RSL was so dominant, you thought maybe this is going to be 3 4 nil because they, they, Minnesota offered nothing and then they get those two goals, a scrappy goal yeah. where RSL don't clear their lines and then an open goal where I, I don't know what was going on. Uh, but it was all those counters and, and uh, that's all they had. That's all they... And you saw again in the second half, RSL were just camped in the Minnesota half for, for the last yep. 45 minutes. And I thought it was excellent soccer to watch. Uh, just unfortunate they gave up those two soft goals. Well, and they were they were pressing. That was the one thing about it. they they really pinned, as you mentioned, Minnesota in their in their deep in their end, and that's a big part of the reason why they were able to rally. They just continued to press the advantage. So, uh, oh, all right, there we go. Pablo Mastroeni sitting down with the media right now. We'll throw it right down to Pablo Mastroeni as he addresses the media after RSL's two-two draw. Uh, so, Pablo, I'm curious, in a game like this where VAR obviously play, played a pretty um, big role, do you see it as, you know, could have had four goals, or do you see it as kind of, hey, we were lucky to get out with two? Um, I don't really see it like either. I, I think the, the biggest takeaways for me in, in self-reflecting in the last 30 minutes was um, starting the game with without two strikers. We've been a two-striker team. And and that's what made it has made us dangerous. Has it allows us to have more numbers in the box? And I think second half was a, was a great example of that. Right? I think in the first half we had too many players coming to feet. We were and then when we did break corners on the wide ends, we had no one in the box. And so I, I think that's you know that's a good learning lesson for myself. Um, and um, but I think the second half. You know, the challenge was about character. You can, you can lay down um, or you can fight, you know, and there's two ways to affect a game tactically. And we did that by bringing in Danny and uh, Saba. And then there's uh, with intensity. And I think both of those things made, made the biggest difference. But, but again, I think it was, a, it was a real gut check, a real character check. And I'm just proud of the guys for the, for the way they responded in the second half. Um, not only get on the scoreboard, but but compete in the way they did. And, and, and that second half is reminiscent of the last few games we've had on the road. Um, getting forward, you know, winning balls in midfield, spraying it, and, and playing some, some really good stuff. And, and so for as, for as tough it is to not to get three points tonight, I, I think it's a victory in a lot of ways, um, given the situation that we were in at, at halftime. Um, again, Saba is is one of the most talented technical players I, I think in this league. Um, his ability, and 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 he's not. And the and the thing is, he's multi-dimensional. I think if you have wingers that like to go one v one, that's that's all they have. If you have wingers that cross, that, that's what they have. Um, he adds uh, a high level of soccer acumen to to discern what this moment calls for. Is it a crossing moment or is it a one v one moment? Um, and I, and I think. Again, in the first half, I think we made a lot of really uh, poor decisions, whether we were in transition or, you know, in, in the wide areas. I, I thought we struggled a little bit 
Um, and I thought he just brought his level of, of, of class to the match. Um, and, and the most important part for me that he was, just, he was so engaged and he was willing the team forward um, with every possession that we had. I was just going to ask about Diego real quick. I think it's the first time he's gone a full 90 minutes in MLS play. And then, you know, even in a stoppage time, he got the assist in the end for on, on Jay Glad's goal. Um, are you kind of just seeing him mature and just kind of grow into the kind of player that can go the distance in, in a lot of matches? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's uh, – I think, obviously, the, the U20s, he played quite a few minutes. Um, and, and there's always a big jump physically, technically, tactically, uh, I think, from, from that level to what we're encountering on the week-to-week. Um, and again, I think Diego, uh, for, for as exciting as he is, I think there's so much, you know, I, I think from the outside, there's so much pressure for him to create every game and score goals every game. Um, for me, he's, he's, he's trending in a, a very good um, trajectory as far as um, the work on both sides of the ball. His, his decisions are getting better in and around goal. I still, we still need him to shoot more. Um, but for a young man, he's, he's carrying himself with, with, with a lot of poise and, and a lot of confidence. And, uh, you know, I think, again, in our setup, one of our wide players will always be the drop-down guy, not our two forwards. Um, and, 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 again, when you have Luna on one side and Saba occupying the spaces between the lines, but you still have stretch, now we have multiple options. And, and guys that can create from, from a, you know, from a, a 10 position, but we have guys that are always going to be in the box. And um, so he's doing great. Down to nothing at halftime to what, what was the message to the guys? Well, again, I, I think there, the, the message was uh, we need more energy, right? We need more intensity in the work that we're doing. It was the game was so slow again, because when you have people coming back to the ball, it's not asking too many questions of, of, of the back line. And so they were aggressive and, and we found ourselves really playing it east to west. When we're at our best, we're playing north to south. We're picking up second balls. We're, we're, we're repressing in, in a way. And so obviously the, the, the changes, I think, had a big impact uh, in, in the shape and, and the personnel. But, but I think it was the, the, the sharpness and the quickness w- which we were playing through midfield, out wide, back central, forward, I just think we had a lot more options, and I think it was. In, so what I said to him was, we need intensity and 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 actions that that warrant the crowd getting into the game. And 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 I think once we, you know, when Pablo scored that goal, I thought that was a moment. It took a little bit longer, um, but again, the way we play is exciting when we're when we're playing forward, when we're getting numbers in the box, when we're creating a lot of chances. Um, and and I think that's what we needed at halftime. Hey, Paulo, thank you for your time. Um, kind of based off of the previous question as well, inside of the locker room at halftime, were there guys that were kind of taking leadership roles, stepping up and getting other guys just kind of pumped up and ready for that second half? It, it was actually quiet. Um, and, and that's why we always have a coach that walks through the locker room um, to get a beat on the pulse of the team, the, the psychology of the team. Um, I, I think when you have two road wins, um, your psychology is poor me. It's not going my way. Um, and so I knew that I had to get in there again, positively own my part. And now in the second half, give me everything you got. You got to, you got to, you got to run through a wall. You got to believe that you can do this. Um, and so again, another great learning experience for, for the guys, myself and the staff. Um, but the most important thing is that we're all in this together. Um, and, and, the, and the guys I think felt, 
so bad that we were in this situation. And again, life doesn't give you what you want. Sometimes you have to work extra hard to get what you want. And so it was a really it was a character check for the group. And given that, you know, we've gone to the East Coast, we've gone to the Midwest, we've rotated eight guys. Um, I couldn't be more happy about the, the, the mentality of the group and, and the football that we're playing. And so, um, yeah, just really proud of the guys. You shared your sentiment kind of after the game, how it was kind of a bittersweet feeling. Was that sentiment kind of shared by the guys after the game as well? Was it a different feeling than the, the feeling at halftime? Yeah, 100%. I, again, when you're down 2-0, this game is, is, is ruthless, you know, because you want to push. But at the same time, the, the, you're, you're, you're towing a fine line. Because if you push too hard, you open up space behind, and they got some fast players. They got Reynoso who can, who created both of their goals, um, and so you're always you're on that edge. And I think we towed it just right with a good balance of you know sometimes we went man to man, sometimes we dropped one off, but we were able to constantly keep the ball in play um, and 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 really make them defend. Uh, so um, I, again, when you, when you go from down to zero and you salvage a point. Um, the way I look at it is seven points in three games. Anytime you're 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 above two points a game, um, you're 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 in the playoffs. And more importantly for for me in the group, I think it is we keep that momentum going where we're getting points every game. And, and I think that's a very powerful thing for the confidence of the group. I don't believe you guys have a game midweek this week, but three game, coming off of a, th a three game span in about a week, I think about a week's time, was the starting lineup in this game purely a product of rotation? for the most part, and um, how nice is it going to be to kind of get that week off uh, in preparation for Saturday's yeah. game next week? Yeah, well, again, it started probably, I don't know, six weeks ago when we were, when we had the Open Cup and then we had uh, midweek league games. Um, and and I've said this quite a few times. Initially, um, it's, it, it isn't conventional to rotate seven, eight guys a game, obviously. Um, but with our group, and the mentality that we, we speak about every day, um, I think it's important to give guys opportunities. What they do with it is, is on them. And what they've done with it is shown that it doesn't matter who steps in um, that I can contribute. And energy for us is a big factor. And obviously playing three games in a week, you're not gonna get the same energy if you play the same guys three games in a week. And so it's always balancing out um, that part of it, um, the energy part of it, and then tactically how they, 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 they can, you know, the relationships in the different positions. Um, so there's, there's, a, there's a ton that goes into it from, from a thought perspective. But I think this week it was is basically, you know, we've been on the road and the travel takes it out of you. Going to D.C., coming back home for Father's Day and then going out to St. Louis. Uh, you're in different time zones. Your sleeping's wrong. I mean, there's a lot of variables that, that a lot of people don't uh, or a lot of people underestimate the impact that it has. Um, and that's why it's so difficult to win on the road. So. For me, it's just great that the guys that were out there tonight stepped up and did another fantastic job, which keeps the group competitive, which has guys vying for positions. Um, and, 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 and I think everyone feels like they're contributing to, to where we're at right now. There you go, Papa Mastrini addressing the media. We will take a timeout. We'll come back on the other side. Uh, more players to come. This is the RSL Postmatch Show right here on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back to the RSL Postmatch show right here on the RSL Radio Network. Spencer Warren, Tom Hackett, Jay Catch breaking things down as RSL draws 2-2 with Minnesota United. You just heard from Pablo Mastroeni. Uh, we will bring you players as soon as they come to the podium. Uh, 
I think one thing that Pablo talked about is like he he liked the fact, that, and you, we already talked about this a little bit earlier on, is the fight that his team did not give up, especially when they went down two 0 He said they just continued to press, and that they were rewarded for that. So now you talked about the fact that or, that Minnesota essentially went in on time wasting from like the, what the fifty fifth minute it felt like they mm-hmm. were really trying to waste time, and RSL made it pay for that. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know it's a testament to. The, the mentality that this this group of players has, you know, the bare minimum, because they know they get strips torn off of them if mm-hmm. they haven't performed and given 100%, you know, win, win lose, or draw. Um, but, no, vital that, that they kept going. And, and I think it was vital for the crowd as well because when the, when the first goal went in for RSL, the atmosphere completely changed in the mm-hmm. stadium. Nobody was leaving. And, uh, obviously, the roof came off when, the, uh, when this equalizer went on, went in. It would have gone off even more if uh, Dami had made connection with that header late on as well um, when RSL just continued to to press. Um, Diego Luna with that shot that he just dragged wide on the near post. You know, I thought that was in uh, because I could see the the net ripple and I was uh, almost over the the hoardings there in the uh, press box. But, yeah, I I just – I like the fight. Um, It's it's somewhat of a victory. It almost feels like three points. Mm -hmm. It's not, obviously – but they've got to to figure out how they can <coughs> have the have the uh, opportunities to, to keep the, the the ball, but not leave themselves so open at the back. The man that drew RSL level two two sitting on the podium here's Justin Glad. The recognition before the game, and then to get such an exciting equalizer there, kind of at the death. Uh, what were what were your emotions like tonight? I guess. Yeah, no, I was I was definitely excited, uh, especially my my grandma and grandma or my grandma and grandpa flew out. Um, which was a surprise. I didn't, I didn't expect them to be there. So that's, that was an awesome moment for me. Um, and yeah, obviously the three points would have been incredible. I thought we had it there at the end. Um, but, to, but to score in front of my family in that fashion was, was fun. Can you just take us through the goal and uh, what you saw and how it developed? Yeah, well, to be honest, I, I had flashbacks because I swear there was a, a play exactly like that a couple games ago, and I hit it over. And I said to myself after the game, if that happens again, I just got to hit it as hard as I can and put it on frame. So that's literally what I was thinking when, when that moment happened and, and put it on frame and then winning the goal. So You're on track for five goals. That was the goal. Still that the goal. Was, yeah, right? yeah. Here we go. Fingers crossed. A couple more. Hey, Justin, thank you for your time. Um, Obviously, Pablo was talking kind of about the locker room and how at halftime it was it was pretty quiet, um, and then post game it was it was a very different feeling. Um, this is your this is your two hundred and first appearance as a homegrown first RSL homegrown to be able to to do that for this team. What does the culmination of this game in front of you mentioned some of your family getting the goal, the equalizer, the emotions from this game? What does everything that has to do with, with this game tonight mean for you and for this club? Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, it's, it's, a, it's an achievement I'm, I'm super proud of. Um, but it's just another, another milestone along the way. You know, um, I'm trying to continue to get 300, get 400. Um, but like you said, I, I'm very proud of it. My fam has been there for, for all of it, the ups and downs. Um, you know, it's not always just like this. So they've been uh, incredible. And, and even just the guys on the team, um, really everyone uh, has, has played a huge part in my career. So it's been 
It's been awesome. Um, and, and for tonight, I think it was just massive that we got the result. Obviously, we haven't um, <clears throat> been getting results at home, which is, which is disappointing for us, disappointing for our fans. It's nice to win on the road, but it's, it's a special feeling when you win in front of your, your home fans and, and they get to share in that. Um, so I was happy to get the point, happy to give the fans an exciting game. But at this point, you know, it's, it's still just about keeping that, um, keeping the groove going and keep climbing the table and, and you know, making a making a run and and hopefully winning some trophies here two goals from minnesota in the first half and you guys are down two nil at halftime but in the second half you looked pretty good defensively got the the shutout in the second half um what was it that that kind of led to the back lines improvement as this game went on i think i think it was not just the back line i think as a team there was more more commitment more more willingness to to run for each other and to and to get back and make tackles. Um, obviously, as a back line, it's you know it's 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 on us if we get scored on. But I thought the the work in front of us was incredible. The second half to to get back, track back, get there, get their uh, tens running through and and tracking those runners, which makes our job that much easier. So, cool. Justin, congrats for your score. Uh, I know. Did you score before? more goals and I call so many goals too but at this point you say you have your family you score before um, how did you feel because <clears throat> when I call this game I call like we won the, the cup or something yeah. did you feel like that you want to compare this goal with another times um no I would I would say that was probably my, my favorite goal that I've scored in my career um You know, it's left-footed. I had the fam here, 200th game, or celebrating the 200th uh, milestone. Um, so that was that was for sure my favorite goal. So that was just an, an exciting moment for me and, and my family. So, uh, Justin, uh, also I want to to ask you about you. You played for the academy, and now Real Salt Lake is having many other players who also played for the academy, like Bodhi Dalgo and. Uh, Diego Luna, uh, how do you see the development of those younger players who are uh, having a good performance in the past few games? Yeah, no, it's 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 awesome to see. Um, obviously, the the Salt Lake has done an incredible job with their academy over the years, um, and, and to see these young guys, um, you know, perform and get games under the belts and perform at a high level, it, it's always exciting, and it shows that it can be done. Um, and, and it's, uh, for me, I think it's awesome for the club. It's, it's awesome to see that that pipeline is still there. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's exciting for the future as well. because that means there's going to be more kids like Bodie, more kids, Gavin Beavers coming up, stepping up and, and, and playing in these big games. Um, so it's, it's awesome to see. Anything else? All right. Thank you guys. Cool. There you go, Justin Glad addressing the media and Spenno. I just saw this from MLS Communications on uh, Twitter. Scoring in the 98th minute against Minnesota United tonight, Real Salt Lake's Justin Glad recorded the latest game-tying goal in RSL history, scoring in 97 minutes and 46 seconds. Yeah, testament again to the to the boys. Uh, mm -hmm. And obviously the, the calmness of Diego Luna on that goal as well, just mm -hmm. to be able to control it, knowing that it's late on. You know, you, you can be forgiven for making a rash decision and just belting it across the, the, the goal line, but just to, to be able to 
you know, softly volley, even though it took a, a deflection off the defender. Yeah. But yeah, just the poise uh, and body shape of, of Justin Glad to hit that on the half volley and put it into the roof of the net. Yeah, nothing nothing short of what RSL deserved. He's got three goals now on the I year, know. doesn't he? And, a yeah. and his stated goal was to get to five this year. Well, he's on track. Yeah, he's, he's on his way. He had the two early on. Obviously, this gets him to three and... I, I wouldn't bet against him getting to that five that five tally that he wants to, and maybe going beyond that. We'll see what happens. All right, we will take another time out here. We'll come back. I'll get some final thoughts, look around at what happened in Major League Soccer as well. More in a moment. This is your RSL post-match show right here on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back to the RSL post-match show as RSL draws 2-2 with Minnesota United. Spencer Warren, Jake Hatch, Tom Hackett breaking things down here at America First Field. Uh, fans have cleared out. They're obviously cleaning up. But uh, coming off this, this should give them some momentum, hopefully going back to Toronto. And they could push their road form if they win in Toronto to 10 unbeaten. They could go double digits next week. Yeah, and this, this is a Toronto team that have struggled at home, similarly to, to RSL. I think they're 3-1-6 and six at home. That's where most of their points have come. They've just got four yeah, three, on the one road and six. this season. Yeah, 3-1-6, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah and, and so they've, they've been struggling. It's, it's strange because they spend plenty of money. Yes. But since Greg Vanny left, they've just nosedived. They, they haven't been able to get it right. And, uh, yeah, this, this RSL will be, you know, licking their lips. Again, nothing's a given in this league, as we saw from Minnesota tonight. I thought RSL might breeze past them after the first 20 minutes, but how wrong was I? But, uh, yeah, it's another opportunity, a full week of training, um, getting over those niggles uh, and knocks and whatnot and, and getting a little bit of rest, you know, maybe uh, tomorrow or Monday off and, uh, you know, just, just getting up there and, and trying to keep this good form, this good rolling form on because right now the the away form is what's keeping RSL relevant in the playoff hunt. Well, the funny thing about this, you look at Toronto, they're, they're second to last in the table in the Eastern Conference. The only team worse than them is Inter-Miami, who is soon to have Leo Messi joining up. So uh, crazy stuff all the same. Um, Tom, any final thoughts from you as you go out the door here? Well, I just think, um, you know, you can look at this match two ways, I think, if you're Pablo Mastroeni. You look at the first half, you conceded two goals, you didn't play too poorly, and uh, you're probably disappointed with both of those concessions, um, but that's football sometimes. I think for Real Salt Lake, they need to look at this game and take the positives away from it. They, they gained momentum. The way mm -hmm. that ended, that equalizing goal in the 97th, 98th minute, that, that's enough to, to will you on for at least another week and mm -hmm. take that momentum and decent form into Toronto and see if you can uh, make it 10 unbeaten on the road. So uh, all in all, I think, um, you know, would fans have preferred three points, of course? Yeah. Are they leaving unhappy? No. I think it was a win for Real Salt Lake at the end. Spano, your takeaways? Yeah, just more of the same. You know, obviously to figure it out at home is, is a big deal. But uh, that's that's for another day. That that comes July 8th against Orlando mm -hmm. when you have Chicho available, obviously. But so, to, you know, thoughts 100% on Toronto and uh, piling on more misery up in the north of the border. Uh, only one match still going, by the way, in Major League Soccer. St. Louis up 2-1 on San Jose late, and that went out at PayPal Park out there in the Bay Area. Uh, all other scores, looking at it, uh, United States men's national team drew 1-1 with Jamaica and U.S. men's national team. Uh, LAFC losing 3-2 to Vancouver, and then uh, Seattle and Orlando drawing 0-0 some of the other scores of note but we will sign off we'll be back next saturday as rsl as mentioned goes to toronto fc it'll be a 5 30 first kick that means a 4 30 pre-match show right here on the rsl radio network until then have a great rest of your night this has been your rsl post-match show on the rsl radio network